0: Mary, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Here we are, the third week of Advent. We have been preparing our hearts for His coming. And I want to say a special word of thanks to our Mary, who was uh, Emily Holston. Thank her for doing that. Thank you to our musical team who sang uh, that song that I thought was so appropriate for our message. Uh, This morning, Uh, there is no outline or any fill-in-the-blanks for a message today, but I do encourage you as the Spirit leads you to jot some notes and maybe something that the Lord is talking to you about today. So will you join me in a word of prayer? Oh God, we lift this time up to you in the midst of all the busyness, in the midst of the anxiety of these times in which we live. Help us. Help us to hear you speak to us just like you spoke to Mary through your angel Gabriel so long ago. May we hear those words to fear not and to know that we have found your favor. So bless us now we pray. Send forth your Holy Spirit so that we might be created. This we pray in the strong name of that babe lying in a manger our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and all God's people said, amen. So what does it mean to find favor? To find favor, it's not a word we use very much today. I can imagine that most of you during this past week never said to somebody, hey, you found favor in my eyes. I doubt it, but we use that word in in some other contexts as well. Maybe you said to someone this past week, can you do me a favor? Uh, asking someone to do something just out of the goodness of their heart, just out of, uh, because of the relationship that you have. Will you um, go to the store and get me something? Will you get me a glass of water? Will you um, uh, get this box down or something like that? Can you do me a favor? Or maybe during this season of parties and socials, You went somewhere and they gave you a party favor. You ever got one of those? It's just a gift, a free gift, unearned that someone gives to you. You know, the other day I was in a Sunday school party here at the church. And underneath the plates they had these larger plates called chargers. You know what they are? Big, you know, chargers. And they were like bronze looking or gold looking. And somebody came down to leave. I thought they were favors. I thought we could just take them with us. But they quickly told me no. Um, They had to be be returned a favor. You know, another word we get from that is the word favorite, favorite. Uh, If you listen to some uh, Christmas music, maybe you've heard the song, I Simply Remember, My Favorite Things, and Then I Don't Feel So Bad, actually came, I believe, from The Sound of Music. But people sing that during this season of the year. We all have favorite things, don't we? Favorite songs we like to hear or sing, um, favorite ice cream, uh, maybe favorite chocolate, uh, favorite places to go, favorite movies to watch. I've got something to tell you this morning that is true. Now, my, my mom is not here at this service. She was at the earlier service, but she will tell you this is true. Do you know that I am her favorite son of course, I'm only son. But anyway, I am her favorite son, and my wife is her favorite daughter-in-law. Again, the same thing. But we like being favorites, don't we? Um, as we read in the scripture, we hear about a lot of people striving to be favorites, or people who were chosen as favorites. Remember Isaac, his wife, Rebecca, had two, the twins, Esau and Jacob. Daddy. <laughs> He liked Esau, didn't he? He he liked his going out hunting and the smell of the outdoors and everything. But mama, uh, she liked Jacob. Um, He kind of stayed home and kept the herds and stuff like that, the flocks. And uh, so they had conflict because of that. Later on, Jacob would go away and uh, he had two wives and uh, their maids and had children by them. But his favorite, his favorite was Rachel. Rachel. And she was barren for a long time and finally had a son whose name was Joseph. And he became dad's favorite. And we all know the story about what happened with him. But I want to tell you today, I don't believe God plays favorites. Um, I think in God's eyes, and we're going to hear about that today, we all are God's favorite. Okay? God gives favor to all of us. So... What does it mean to find favor with somebody? Uh, the words we might use today is we might say, I am pleased with you. If your boss said, I'm pleased with the work you're doing, I'm pleased with your attitude, I'm pleased with your work ethic or uh, the job that you are doing, we'd say, hey, that's, that's great. and We'd probably expect a little something in return too, wouldn't we? Maybe I'm going to get a promotion, maybe I'm going to get a raise, maybe I'll get some time off or something like that, maybe a new office. I don't know. I'm pleased with you. Uh, maybe a teacher says, hey, I'm pleased with the work you're doing in class. We'd expect a good grade, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, just like finding favor in God's sight, what exactly would that mean? So if we find favor in God's sight, does that mean that God is going to bless us and he's going to provide us with material things and possessions with that? Is that what it means to be favored by God? When When the angel Gabriel came and visited with Mary and said those words, she pondered them. She wasn't sure what that would mean. Am I going to have a good marriage? Are we going to have a good home? Are we going to be prosperous? Are we going to have enough food to put on our table? Am I going to have children and a big family? What could it mean that I'm favored by God? Well, the reality is favor with God is something different from what we may think about. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, just two weeks ago actually, um, Chris was talking about uh, the prophet Isaiah. And to fear not because the Lord is coming. He is going to come. And in that um, book, in that Isaiah passage 55 and verse 9, it says, you know, God's ways are not man's ways. And God's thoughts are not man's thoughts. So finding God's favor is quite different. Just think about Mary. Who was she? We don't really know a whole lot about her, do we? It's like last week we talked about Zechariah and Elizabeth. We don't know a whole lot about them. Mary, uh, she wasn't a queen, was she? She wasn't a princess. She didn't come from a wealthy, influential family. She didn't have power or prestige. She wasn't the daughter of a high priest or anything like that. She was just a common girl. Many say she was just a teenager and indeed probably poor. She was about to get married. and We know she was uh, from the tribe of Judah, a descendant of David, but that had not brought her any prosperity or anything special. But God called her and used her. Now, that gives me some hope that God can maybe use me and maybe God can use you. He's not looking for special people. He's looking for people who are willing to listen and willing to be obedient to him. Um, The other thing that we know about Mary is when she was called, what was she doing? It doesn't say she was in the temple offering a sacrifice. It doesn't say she was in the synagogue worshiping. It doesn't say that she'd gone to some high mountain meditating or some cave and was looking for God to speak to her. She was just about her everyday activities. That's why I had Mary just carry a, uh, a little jar in her arm and some flowers that she had been picking. And God came and called her in the midst of that. God calls us oftentimes in the midst of our everyday activities. Maybe being stuck in traffic out here on the Atlanta Highway. (laughs) Maybe God speaks to us. Maybe standing in line at Costco's or Publix or something like that. God speaks to us. God can do that. That's how God called Mary. Mary. And when God calls people, oftentimes when God shows them his favor and lets them know he's pleased with them, it's not a matter of them um, uh, getting a lot of stuff. It's a matter of them being called to do something. And sometimes being called to do something that is impossible, at least difficult. Probably something they never could have imagined doing on their own. Mary, you are going to bear the Son of God. Wow, is that what it means to find God's favor? What we do know about Mary is that she was humble. She had a servant's heart. She was willing to do what God asked her to do. That's what he's looking for. He's not looking for people of big influence and and wealth. Certainly God can use those, but he's really looking for people who are willing and humble to do what he is asking And so he's done throughout Scripture. There's many examples of people who God used and who he called to do the impossible. Think about my friend Noah. Remember Noah? Way back in Genesis. You know, God had created the heavens and the earth and generations had passed, but man had turned away from God. And God was really upset that he created them, and so he decided to destroy the earth with flood except... Except for one man and his wife and his family, he was going to save them through the flood. Now, he could have done it, maybe set them on a real high mountain peak where the flood didn't reach him, or maybe take them into heaven for a while and bring them back down after the flood. But listen to what he says in Genesis 6, verses 8 and 9. He says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord." This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully, With God, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Good, great. Now, Noah, build me a boat. And not just a little boat, a big boat, so that I can save you and your family and some of all of my creation, so that then uh, when I restore the earth, you can populate the earth. So that's what it means to find favor with God? (laughs) Build a big boat. Some believe it took him a 100 years to build that ark. How about my friend um, Moses? Remember Moses miraculously saved from the River Nile and raised in the palace uh, there with Pharaoh, but he didn't forget his people. And when he saw one of the Hebrew people being beaten by an Egyptian, he killed that Egyptian. Then he had to flee. He fled out to the wilderness of Midian, And while he was there keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, he saw this burning bush and was called to it. In Exodus 3, 4, and 5, it says, When the Lord saw that he'd gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush. Notice again the calling of his name, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. God came and met with Moses. Indeed, we're told in the scriptures that God even spoke to Moses face to face. Wow, he found favor in God's eyes. So what did that mean? Verse 10 of chapter 3 of Exodus says, So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Boy, Talk about a mission impossible. I think about that show, that sitcom, you know, and the the little tape recorder that would play and the music that would come on, and here's your mission if you choose. Here, here Moses, is your mission. (laughs) Bring my people out of Egypt. And after some arguing, yes, he humbled himself, and he went 40 years wandering in the wilderness with these people after the miraculous signs in Egypt. He found God's favor. One more I want to speak to you about. Someone we find in the book of Judges, my friend Gideon. Uh, Many know Gideon from the Gideon Bibles and those folks who do that, but he was one of the judges of Israel. Um, They were sorely oppressed by people called the Midians, the Midianites, and they would come and they would destroy their crops and their homes, and they had to flee before them, and things were bad. As a matter of fact, Gideon was in a wine press But he wasn't making wine. He wasn't stomping on grapes. Instead, he was trying to thresh the wheat so that he could be hidden down there and maybe find something for his family to eat, maybe to make some flour, some bread out of that. And while he's there, an angel of the Lord came to visit him. And this is what the angel said, Judges 6, 12 and 14. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. I'm sure Gideon said, Wait, who else is in here? Who are you talking to? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And then it says, The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you again? Mission impossible. And you remember, Gideon gathered a great army, but God said, hey, it's too big. Made it smaller and smaller until there were just like 150 of them, and he says, we're going to defeat them with that group of folks. And that's what God did. You see... When we find favor with God, he empowers us to do the impossible. He empowers us to overcome things we can't imagine we can overcome. He empowers us to do things that we never thought we could have done because we are partnering with God, and he shows us his favor, his power, his mercy, his love. Just like in the story of Mary. How can this be, Lord? I've never known a man. The power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the child that you conceive will be the very son of God. And he will be great. In Luke one thirty seven, as the angel shared with her about her cousin Elizabeth, barren for just about all her life, finally conceiving a child, Luke one thirty seven says, for nothing is impossible with God. Say that with me. For nothing is impossible with God. With God. Wow, hear those words? God can do the impossible through us. So, finding the favor of God. Jesus, we are told, came into this world. Why? Why did God's Son come into this world? He was named Jesus, a Greek for the Hebrew word Yahshua, Joshua. God saves. God is our salvation. God is our deliverer. But he was also called Emmanuel. God with us. Jesus came so that God could be present with us. Yes, he came to save us from sin and death, to offer himself as a perfect sacrifice. But Jesus came to show us God's favor. Not something we earned not something we deserved, but simply God wanted to show us his favor, and so he came and dwelt among us in his son, Jesus Christ. So those words that Gabriel spoke to Mary weren't just for her. They were for us as well. Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God because I am sending my son into the world to show you my favor listen to what the angels proclaimed when Jesus was born in Bethlehem Luke two fourteen. remember this giant angel chorus singing to God, praising God glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests those upon whom his favor rests I believe that's us God's favor rests upon us because he sent his son into the world for us, to dwell among us, to teach us, to empower us, to encourage us. When Jesus began his earthly ministry, he went back to Nazareth to the synagogue. And on the Sabbath day, they handed him a scroll to read. It was the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. It was actually chapter 61, verses 1 through 2. At that time, they didn't have chapters and verses to it. But he had this scroll, and he began to read it. And these are the words that it said. Luke 4, 18 through 19. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Listen to this, verse 19. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's what Jesus came to do. To say, you have found favor in the sight of God. So those words spoken to Mary, also spoken to each one of us. You have found favor with God. I want you to repeat that after me. Ready? You have found favor with God. Here we go. You have found favor with God. Now, look at your neighbor. Let them know. You have found favor with God. How about that? And then personalize it to yourself. Maybe put your hand on your chest or point to yourself. I have found favor with God. Say it. I have found favor with God. That's what this season is all about. That's what Advent, Christmas... God coming into the world is about to show his favor to us. We are favored by God. And now is the time. Oh, I loved what Jared said a couple weeks ago about God being good. You know, God is good all the time. But you know what? God is good right now, right now. And right now is the time of God's favor. Right here, today, right this very moment as we prepare again to celebrate his birth. Second Corinthians 6, 1 and 2. Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, says these words to them. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, listen, in the time of my favor, I heard you. He hears you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. It's right now. It's today. Now, I know there are many of you in here who may not be feeling it. I don't really feel God's favor. You know, after those storms, after I saw about those storms in Kentucky and and Illinois and those places and saw that devastation and said, oh my, God, where's your favor in the midst of that? But God does show us his favor through his son, Jesus Christ, and empowers us. He's going to empower people to minister and to work and to use that situation. I know he will, but now you may not be feeling it. Some of you are grieving the loss of a loved one. Some of you are struggling with health issues and illnesses, Some of you have issues and things going on in your family, maybe with your children, maybe with your grandchildren, maybe with your parents or your grandparents. Maybe you're struggling with some financial issues. You're not sure how you're going to make it through the next month. Maybe you have issues at work, issues at school. Some of you are struggling with addictions. Some of you are struggling with um, habits, bad habits. Some of you are struggling with depression. I don't know what it is, but I do know this. You have found favor with God. God wants to love you. God wants to share his son with you. That's why he came into this world. And I know and I believe, just as that angel said to Mary, nothing is impossible for God. You may be going through a rough time, but nothing is impossible with God because he wants to show you his favor. Now that doesn't mean everything's always roses. That doesn't mean just in an instant. Now, certainly God can do that, but a lot of times we have to walk through that. And God then empowers us and gives us the strength and the courage we need to get through it. God can help us to overcome and to do things that we can't imagine, that we can't believe is possible because he has showed his favor to us. Now is the time of his favor. Doesn't mean there's no more storms, no more struggles, or even no more sorrow. One day that will happen. But not just yet, but for right now. God wants to show us his favor and give us the power to do the impossible. Have you received the favor of the Lord? Have you ever accepted that and said, Lord, I want to be your favorite. I want you to shower your favor upon me. It's available to you right now. today. Or maybe at some point you've done that and you simply need to be reminded. You have found favor with God. He loves you. He wants to empower you. He wants to help you to overcome whatever it is. And with those challenges, He will give you the strength and encouragement beyond belief to be overcomers as we share in the favor of God. Let's pray together. Oh God. We live in difficult times. Many here, I know, are going through hard times. But Lord, in the midst of what seems impossible, we know, Lord, that you can do it. We know, Lord, that you want to shine your favor upon us. You want to share your love and your grace with us. So right now, I pray for all those, for all of us that are hurting, that are struggling. May we experience your favor. May it fall upon us in a a real and powerful and wonderful way so that we, Lord, can overcome whatever it is we face and can do whatever it is you call us to do, even if it seems unimaginable, because you will walk with us and you will do it with us and for us. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for showing us your favor. Remind us each and every day In the name of that babe in a manger, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and all God's children said, amen.